Hello, hello, hello. I am your Lainey Kazan, hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth! In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show you how to... Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. goosebumps. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey there, and welcome back, folks. Once again, I am your hostess with the most is Munoz, and the love I hear makes you sigh a lot. Yep, that's right, folks. Our beloved holiday, uh, Valentine's Day, is upon us. Uh, the Super Bowl just passed us. <laughs> but for those of you out there who love that, good for you. And you know what? A lot of people, I feel, are, you know, get a little extra lonely or, you know, get all up in their feels. And I am here to tell you, you don't have to be alone on uh, Valentine's Day. Why? Because self-love is the best love. And let me tell you, folks, out there, there are some of the best ways to purchase some self-love for yourself. So feel free to slide into my DMs and I will give you my hot list of you know, toys and things to to get you through the holiday, through those lonely moments. And if you're feeling extra lonely these days, you know what? There is help out there. And, you know, talk to a friend. There are hotlines. There's all of those things as well. Because, you know, this, this Hallmark holiday makes people feel all sorts of ways. Faux show. Sure. We are trucking right along through this year. And I am really, really excited for today's guest. Speaking of Valentine's Day, because it's a goodie for Folks. So without further ado, please help me welcome the one, the only, Jack Hazan. Say hi. <laughs> hi. Wow. I, I haven't ha- I don't think I've ever gotten a reception like that. God damn it. Uh, oh, I, are you mad about you it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, geez, I just, I, I would have wore a collared shirt. I would have. No, the, the some, tank like, top is doing you just fine. Fine, Jack. I'll take that too. I'll Just that fine. Too. In your mouth, listeners. I mean, if you don't already know Jack is on, and I'm sure you do, please take a minute while you are actively listening to this podcast and head over to his Instagram at Jack Bakes. Right, Jack? That's that's right. So, so folks, I just throwing out it's at Jack Bakes NYC. Great. I know. I couldn't that, get the that's original. That's awesome. But but, but 
And then the other one is at Talk to Jack. So if you want some like therapeutic, oh, we will we will get there um, and we will cover it all. But yeah. my main point, just for shouting out your Instagram at the top of this, right, is folks go for the food, go for the holler bread, but stay oh, yeah. for the face, y'all. Stay for the face. Oh my god! <laughs> and the and the body. And I... But Jack, before <laughs> we get anywhere in the grand tradition of in yo mouth, I need to wish you happy. National Bagels and Locks Day. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Really? Oh my God. This is amazing. Thank you. I I, I thank you. I I'll send yeah, you a bagel. Thanks. thanks. I'll send yes, you a dozen. Please do. Uh, even though I'm on a diet. So I don't know how you're eating all that all that challah bread and all those baked goods. Scoop it out. Oh, I scoop love a good out. scoop. That's very New York of us, right? You are from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. You know, where in Brooklyn are you from? That's it. Ocean Parkway. Yes, Ocean the Jewish Parkway. Area. Yes. Well, the Jewish area, but not the very Jewish area, as my mother would say. She's like, we're on the other side, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm a Sunset Park <laughs> Bay Ridge boy myself. So mm-hmm. I went to Bay Ridge Prep. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, wow. Wow. Century so 21, buying products. No, nope, that that Century Twenty One is long gone. <laughs> R.I.P. Century Twenty One. <laughs> my mother, my mother there, complains I mean. on the daily that Eighty Sixth Street is no longer what it used to be. <laughs> but I mean, bagels and locks and a schmear. I mean, quintessential New York. We could not have picked. Uh, I mean, it could not be a better day for your presence on this podcast. You know, like I enjoy a scallion cream cheese on an everything bagel with the locks. You know. Oh. Uh, do you like light cream cheese? Am I the only one that asks for light? It is 50% less fat and full flavor. I don't, so I don't know if it's all the flavor and half the fat, but I'll eat it. <laughs> and they have, and by the way, they're hidden gems everywhere. It's like they have every flavor in low fat. So I just do low fat yeah, on as, a as, out whole it, wheat everything. In your mouth, listeners, as he sits here drinking a pure protein, not a sponsor of In Your Mouth. Or Jack is on, I think. Seventy calories. But I need you to know what? For. That's why Jack has the body and I don't, because he goes for the low-fat yeah, right. cream cheese. Um, favorite bagel in the city? My favorite bagel in the city, guys, honestly, I've had them all. You gotta go to Bagel Boss. Bagel Boss? I know. Everyone says, like, oh, Sidell's this one. Oh, fuck off. Bagel Boss, okay? It's a sure thing. I get the whole wheat, everything scooped out. Um the staff is amazing. They allow me to abuse them when I change my mind. I get a free corn muffin. That's delicious too. It's a full service. So you know the the best locks. I mean, they're, they're just it's the I've bagel boss to me. I mean, one day I'll get like you know people death threats. How can you say that? What about? I mean, listen, um, they're to, to each their own when it comes to bagels. As long as it's a good New York bagel, you know, it's delicious. And, they make it and in front Ezekiel's of me. and Essa bagel. Um, I mean, a okay. Zabar's, like, you know, so many across <laughs> the city. But Jack, you're in luck because today, for some odd reason, and I don't make the rules, is a double day because it's also National Pizza Day. No, that I'm not in for. I mean, I like pizza, but it doesn't turn me on. Really? It doesn't turn me I like pizza. You know what, what it is? What it's does, like when I'm leaving... Wait, what does turn you on? <laughs> well, I just came back from Brazil. We could talk about that at another podcast. Yeah. But... Oh, um, I mean, I like pizza. It's okay, but like, I don't know. I'd rather I'd I'd rather skim the top off a crumb cake. Oh my God! Now you're speaking my language, like an a, like a fresh, o- freshly opened entomans. That doesn't have to be fresh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he he likes I it. Mean, he likes it a little musky, to say the least. That one was for that one was for all the gays out there. Well, folks, no matter what you celebrate, whether it's Bagels and Locks Day or National Pizza Day, or I mean protein shakes, I don't know. We celebrate you. And moving right along to this day in gay history, Jack, did you know that in 1971, barely a month after the TV show All in the Family takes to the air, Archie Bunker discovers that one of his bar buddies, an ex-football player, is gay. This is the first instance in which a network television program aired a positive plot line involving a gay issue. Oh my God! Also, you know Archie, very New that's York. Incredible. Also, very New York. All of it. You know, Archie Bunker. You know how many Archie Bunkers I see in my practice. They're a bunch of avoidant men. But you know what? Look, he brought that to look. Look at what he did, right? Yeah, I mean, the the show was um, epic at its time, and much like uh, a lot of the shows, the Golden movie. Girls, All in the Family. I love. Okay, now we're talking. You know, that's an uplifting. But look, you know, Archie, you know, here's to you. Yeah, I mean, it was. And here's to that one gay and, and, and in and, 1971. I mean, well, you know what? Representation matters no matter what, where, what, when it was. And um, at the time, it was few and far Amen. between. And also 1971 wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was. But listen, I want to get to the getting on. In your mouth, listeners, if you haven't already stalked Jack Azan on the internet, um, you probably already know him. Jack Azan is an entrepreneur, baking therapist, Food Network contributor, yes, and chief baking officer at Jack Bakes. He was born and raised in Brooklyn and spent his childhood baking hollow with his grandmother. She taught him how each strand of dough represents an element of life braided together. Years later, after seeing hollow, that was not the kind he would bake and eat as a kid, he decided to take their tradition and bake it for a new generation. And that is how Jack Bakes was born, a company that provides hollow with honest ingredients, and a connection to the family recipes handed down over the generation. Through Jack Bakes, he is preserving a culinary legacy and creating authentic baked goods for all to enjoy. Jack has appeared on many a Food Network show to showcase his goods, if you know what I mean. Yet, I haven't seen those kind of goods. Mm-hmm. Mm. And has been featured in many a publications such mm. as Time Out and also leads a therapy through baking course via his website. Thank you for giving me of your time to Today, Jack. Yes, Michael. You forgot one major thing. I forgot it. Uh, yo, tell me. Well, let you me forgot know. Because two major things. One I st- is I was in the New York Post. Okay. I, I stole it from the website. Oh shit! You know so what? if you didn't up your website, <laughs> I forgot Guess nothing, kind sir. <laughs> I need to. I need to update that. Okay, I've been busy, but I've been in the New York Post, which was the which was the article that got me this book deal, and I have a book coming out in the fall called Mind Over Batter, The Science Behind Baking as Therapy. And it is a baking book, folks. And um, you heard it here first. And it's going to be really excited through Chronicle Publishers. And um, I think I'm allowed to tell you that. Yeah. Um, We're about to to find out. Um, And, yeah, it's exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Mind Over Batter. When I started blogging in 2009, there was a very popular food blog called Mind Over Batter. I wonder if oh, you're making still, that up. I am not making that up at all. No. Uh, really? Yes, ma'am. But I want to start at the very beginning, Jack, because, you know, this podcast is only an hour long, and I feel like you and I can kiki all day for sure. Well, we better get into it then. Honey, let's, let's start with the love of food and grandma's kitchen. Like, 
take me through that journey and where your love of food specifically came from. My love of food came from actually all the women in my life. You know, my grandmother is, is that there's a poignant story there and I felt very connected to my grandmother um, and still do. May she rest in the highest of peace, but it really came from all the women in my life. And that really stemmed from the community I came from, which was the Syrian Jewish community where, you know, every Shabbat, there was a huge dinner. Every holiday family came together, you know, every, you know, women, you know, my mother, my aunt, my, both my grandmother, um, uh, my great aunts to my great grandmother have just spent time in the kitchen making delicious food from our Syrian culture. Um, now, uh, my grandmother was so patient and lovely and I was so inspired by the way she cooked because she used, um, well, she put a lot of TLC into it. That's for sure. That's one thing I admired about her because she really put her all into it. And then she followed, oh, how was everyone enjoying everything? And what do you mean? So there's that that part too, but also the flavors she used, right? So rose water in her pastries, right? It was gave it a delicious aroma and a delicious taste. And she cooked with ground allspice and she cooked with cumin and just all these different, and you feel sort of transported out of the kitchen and into, you know, I would say at that point, maybe it's Aleppo, Syria. You're just taken, you're taken by the flavors. And um, she wasn't afraid to, she wasn't afraid to use flavor either and try new things. Yeah. Um, and I find that um, coming from, you know, culturally rooted families, like big, big families that are like really rooted in their cultures. Like I'm Puerto Rican and my grandmother in the same way, like, you know, it's all about the food and, and passing that along, um, mm -hmm. that warmth, that, that mm -hmm. like, it's a tie mm -hmm. into the heritage. Right. And mm -hmm. uh, something that someone like Michael Twitty has, has shown us through, through the food pathways, but um, it's a tie into the heritage that is so beautiful that it, when it's passed on and and the want to carry that on is a beautiful yeah. thing, you know? Because not everybody yeah. not everybody wants to do that. Yeah. No, I don't you know, it's also a it's a time consuming thing. It's a you have to make a commitment to cook, to block out time, then to invite people. But for us it was so ingrained in our culture, my upbringing, meaning all my good memories were around a table or after we ate a meal in the kids' room and with all my cousins or even when we traveled, trying those things and comparing, Oh my God, this reminds me of this. And this. So for, for us, it's just being Syrian and being Syrian, a Sephardic Jew, uh, right. Um, it's just part of who I am was food. Um, now my mother, you know, we don't talk a lot about her and the brand, but we do in the book. Now my mother is really very, um, ahead of her time with, with the way she was cooking way back then. And now she was always um, looking to modernize recipes. You know, how do I make this healthier, but still keep the flavor and trying new things and um, vegetarian before vegetarian was a thing and, and using meatless alternatives, spicing it the way we would meet um, with Syrian in the Syrian cuisine. And she just reinvented for us and, and it, it, you know, through the community really looked up to her uh, how do you reinvent these traditional old recipes and modernize them, make them a little bit more healthier, less oil, no butter, this and that, um, and still make them delicious and tasty. And so I was so inspired by her. So I was, I, I, I was also always in the kitchen um, 
and off the goddamn basketball courts, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Parkville basketball or whatever it was called down at like shallow high school. Yeah. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? That's that was all very I, big. No, I don't want to remember it. Uh, big uh, Brooklyn. So take me through this journey now. You're a therapist by trade. Am I am I correct? Yeah, I'm a therapist. Um so there's that. I so, mean, you know, people come to me with their problems. So you sound really excited about that. I what mean, you what know, makes you, you what Take me on yeah. that journey then from how did it happen that like all of a sudden, right? Therapist to the stars here of New York. Oh. <laughs> Therapist to those in network to United bear, fighting to get a damn reimbursement. But let's let's go with therapist to the stars. Therapist to the stars, right? Here we are of New York City. And then what what one day like made you roll out of bed and and say, you know what? I'm really just going to start baking my face off here right and making hala and like mass producing and well and selling it came, and, you know yeah it came a little bit i was working at my dad's my family business and um i was a i mean i was such a not showing up or like i don't know i, was, I used to just walk around the office sitting on people's desks shimmying my way you know across 34th street in the garment district because he's a garmento and um, I was supposed to do marketing. But the only thing I was marketing was myself and these eyebrows. But the, the uh, or so I heard. <laughs> so <laughs> well, they're working. They're working. So, the Instagram is following. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so at one day he pulls me to the office. He's like, "Look, you know, you're out." And I'm like, "No, I just took lunch. I'm in." He's like, "No, no, you're out." Um, you know. He's like, and I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You being here is not good for you, and it's not good for me." So he fired me. Um, much well-deserved. Um, and then I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then I said, oh, be a therapist. I have a lot of problems. I know what to do with them. And uh, I know I'll never get fired. I'll always have that degree. And uh, also, side note, it's nice to help people. You know, my aunt Dina, who we love, she's an advocate for, for me in my life. She's a social worker. And I was like, I like what Aunt Dina does. And it was sort of like that. It wasn't like um. Mm-mm. So, nevertheless, I go to NYU. We don't have to get into that whole story. Basically, I took the classes to see if I wanted to be a therapist, and I realized I really loved them. Um, and then my father's like, well, um, I will help you pay for school, but you have to pay for your rent. And I'm like, well, how could I go to school and work? He's like, well, that's what you have to figure out. So I brought, I was like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? I happened to go to a Shabbat dinner that Friday night at the Kabbalah Center, I sat next to Madonna's daughter. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. And Madonna came over and tried my challah bread. And she said, oh, my God, this is the best bread. And then the the guy who owned Crumbs at the time is like, I can help you market this. And I have a distributor and I have a this and a bakery you could go to. And I'm like, OK. And so cut to my me driving around New York City in my Fiat 500 going from grocery store to grocery store selling bread. And I made some money. And then I found myself in Dina and DeLuca. And then once I was in Dina and DeLuca, a distributor took me over, but that was two years later. And um, now I'm in over, I'm in almost 500 stores. That's incredible. That is in, that's incredible. So that's like a nutshell, guys. But, uh, but, you so, rewind. Yeah, so basically what I heard is Madonna is your claim to fame <laughs> for your holler bread. 
That's yeah. all I heard. Literally. She's like, she's like, you with the eyebrows, did you make this? I'm like, I sure did. And then she said, this is incredible. And then I was like, oh, I, okay, I feel, okay, if once Madonna gives you, like, how validating is that? Madonna's like, I, you, you have, you know, your bread's really good. Um, girl, you'd be like baking up, you know, come on. So that was my, you know, conf- you know confirmation from the universe that this is what I should do. And, uh, you know, I, I made some dough with my dough. That's incredible. And, and, and it's obviously successful now and you're doing well. And I mean, mm. you're all over the tele- our televisions and our social medias. And I mean... I'm not, guys. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I mean, I don't wish. But I do want everyone... Look, honestly, the thing with baking for me was while I was doing it, you know, I... It's, 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 I think it's something that you're, you've been doing all along and then you realize, oh my God, wait, this is therapeutic. And I realized that when I brought my, my class in NYU, we had like the last day, I brought them all a loaf of challah bread and, um, the, my, my teacher at the time, she's great professor Renee Exelbert and also a f- fabulous therapist. And she said, I was like, you know, I know that I'm a therapist. But um, I really enjoy baking. I know it's random because that was my my thought. Like, well, it's so ra- I'm so all over the place. Like, how do I get into baking and therapy? Like, pick a lane. And she's like, you're in the lane. I'm like, what do you mean, girl? She's like, you are in the lane. Baking is therapy. And I was like, oven light bulb moment. How do I monetize that? Um, yeah, and it makes absolute sense because we talk a lot on this podcast, and it actually started with do- another. Another uh, professional, Dr. Jason Goldstein of Chop Happy, and his whole thing is uh, using the kitchen as a place of uh, gratitude and meditation. And so finding time to take time for yourself and I love that. be grateful through through the cooking. And and he's absolutely wonderful. I love that. Big friend to the podcast, um, and I support him. Very much so. Um, chop happy. That's a good name. Chop happy. Yep, because he's a chiropractor, um, and he cracks and chops, and he chops in the kitchen. Oh my god! And he cracks okay. eggs in the kitchen. So yes, he's fabulous. But it, it's all it's all in the same lane in the in the sense of last week I was or a couple weeks ago I was talking uh, to someone, Danny Freeman of um, Danny loves pasta about a. Uh, using cooking as a way to, you know, deal with grief. And that, yeah, that's and a good one. that was incredible, you know? Yeah, um, that's a big one. So it's, it's all, it's, it's all kind of intermingled. And we always say that, you know, a lot of the, everything is centered around food. All the major life events are centered around food. Mm-hmm. Like everything is centered around food mm-hmm. in some way. And so it, it kind of seems like a natural path that you like, are using this baking as therapy as well. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, it's also, you know, it's doing what you've been doing. Like I've been baking all along. It's like when I started to, when I needed money, I I baked bread. No, I was always baking and like with my grandmother and I was, my aunt helped me, my other aunt, Brenda, who we love with, you know, she'd have, she's also baking. I'd like get all these recipes from her. But it's what I was, you know, doing what I've been doing. And then I invited in this consciousness behind it, like a different energy, which is, oh, this is healing. And I was like, oh, well, it's been healing all along. I just didn't claim that with the energy and the consciousness behind 
doing it. Now I go into it and I'm like, well, you know, I'm about to heal, but I'm really baking brownies. But you're not really baking brownies. You're having an experience, an inner experience you that you then, by the way, you know, guys, me, and this is maybe part of who I am, but you know, what I find most gratifying, the, the mo- what I find most gratifying about baking is sharing it with somebody after. Yeah, honestly, absolutely. you know, and then yeah, that's, that's connection. That's the best you know? part. And then, I mean, even down to the science of it all, you know, like if you're baking brownies and then uh, the sugar releases dopamine in the brain and so on yeah. and so forth, and then you can't get enough. And before you know it, you've eaten yeah. the whole tray. So <laughs> no, that's, that's the mean, way it to... works. That is the way yeah. it works. Listen, this is such a great time, and I'm it, loving your story and just this journey. I think now would be a great time. I'm going to try something a little different in your mouth, listeners, because these ads on the podcast have been falling in really weird places. So we're just going to take a break, and I am going to be right back with the one and only Jack Hazan. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yes. So, Jack, right now, I think it would be a great time to take you out to my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the podcast, a little something we like to call... Food news update! Food news, honey! You ain't ready, girl! Spill the tea! News update! An official Great British Bake Off musical is hitting the stage this summer! (laughs) Whoa! Um, Would you? How are they gonna do that, though? How the fuck are they gonna? You know, this British baking, I mean, talk about a gold mine. Who would have thought? Let, you know what it is? It's, it's it's coming. You watch it and you don't feel that emotional pain that you've been feeling like 10 minutes before you yeah, turned it it's on. The, like, it's the Seinfeld, it's it. the Seinfeld of cooking shows where nothing happens. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, you know, I think it, you know, it's non-committal. I put it on. I don't have to, you know, nothing's happening. So I, I could do, I could happen. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. So, I also don't know how they're going to pull off. God bless. Pull off a musical where about nothing happens because where's the drama like there has to be like some sort of dramatic moment and great british bake-off is specifically about non-drama everybody's so friendly and everybody wants to help each other and everybody wants to lift each other up which is which which is beautiful but like where's the 11 o'clock number going to be about like what's it going to be about like you know Mm. Uh, i guess it's going to be like soggy bottoms like that's as that's as (laughs) dramatic as it gets I mean, and so anyway, we'll 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 see. We'll do we'll do the matinee, you know. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't, you know, I just think about like why, like, how did that get passed? Or you know what, Michael, I'm always the last. I'm always the last. You know, I'm I'm always being. You know, everyone always has the last laugh. So maybe I just don't know what sells. That yeah. sells. I don't know. Listen, this comes from Food & Wine Magazine. Not a sponsor, but always keeps me in the know for my food news. And the Great British Bake Off, the musical, will be debuting at the Everyman Theatre in Cheltenham, England, later this summer. The musical will reflect the setup of the now decade-old series, which will feature eight amateur bakers, two presenters, and two judges. The musical score and its 18 original songs were written by... Jake Brunger and Pippa Cleary. I do 
don't know them as musical theater writers, but you know and what? I it's think a, I, it's I think I did shots with her at Soho House. <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's baked. I mean, it's baked. It's backed by uh, the show itself, so it's legit. It's official, and I'm still confused about like how they're going to make make the drama happen in a non dramatic show. You know, they're not, but you know. But I thought this was very on on topic for you as as a baker yourself. Would you, would you be on Great British Bake Off? You would no, have I'm to win the com- bread week. You know, I'm not into competitions, but I do like to win. And uh, the, the thing, I, I am not, I get, I get anxiety. I feel like I'm being watched. And then I, I, then I go through this whole therapeutic journey in competitions where I'm like, oh, Jack, can't you see? It's you that's judging you, not them. <laughs> and anyway, that is why that, that is sounds, why that sounds like a good that sounds like a that. good number. Like you know, and that sounds like <laughs> right. Like Act Two, third song in. It's you oh judging God. you, right? It's me. <laughs> it's me judging me, and and that folks is why I'm single. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, us being on the heels of Valentine's Day. Anyways, I don't know if we're here for this, but like kudos to you. Anything that keeps art alive and um, musical theater actors working as an old musical theater queen myself. Krispy Kreme was giving out a free dozen donuts for donating blood. In response to the Red Cross's national blood crisis, Krispy Kreme was offering a dozen donuts to anyone who donates blood or platelets last week. Okay, I have have two things to say. One of them is if they still have blood from all the cholesterol and the goddamn Krispy Kreme. But two is, all I think about when I think of Krispy Kreme is Miranda from Sex and the City when it was good, and she dates the guy. She goes to the Weight Watchers meeting that's next door to Krispy Kreme. And um, anyway, uh, Krispy, I love Krispy Kreme. I do. I they don't Krispy, go stale. I love yeah. a Krispy Kreme moment, even a stale that Krispy Kreme me. moment, because they do go. They stale. don't get stale. That's what sketch is like. I'm can be. It's like they get know, they get a little when, crispy, but. I, 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 I find it funny you went down the, the first place you went was a sex in the city route as opposed to the gays still can't donate blood route. So I uh, like because that's because that's fucked up. Show you how my, that is fucked up. This is this is my can you know can you imagine my mind during the day what's going through my mind? You know that uh, that we as LGBTQ people still can't donate blood, right? But there's a national blood shortage. And people like companies like Krispy Kreme have to entice the other people that are allowed to give blood um, with a free dozen donuts. You know what? I will I will take my dozen donuts and sorry, I'm gay because I can't donate blood. Right. Is that now? How do we like, you know, that's really not fair. I guess you didn't know. I didn't put that together. And I, you know, honestly, I forgot that we can't donate blood. I never donate. So it, it slipped my mind. Well, you can't. So they wouldn't and, let you. Well, uh, unless, you've been, unless you've been um, sex-free for something like a year, six months. Uh, and I said I just came back from Rio, so <laughs> no blood coming from me. But you know what? If y'all don't want my blood, you know, I, I, mm, I hate like getting into my advocate voice and then yelling crazy shit. I guess what I'm thinking of, should it be up to the person, the person receiving the blood, whether or not they want a gay donor? 
No, or any donor. because uh, it doesn't like they don't tell like, me it's a straight it donor a or a woman or a woman donor or whatever. Like, like why is it's, it? It's why, dumb who as, can decide that? No, who it's dumb as hell. That? And I am not here for the government uh, or or the Red Cross or whoever decided that you know this archaic. Stupid it's so thing. archaic. Oop, there's the word. It's yep. archaic. But I am here for the Krispy Kreme donuts itself. And last but not least, speaking of your cookbook, and thank God. Uh, hopefully this wasn't didn't happen to yours that's coming out. An entire shipment of cookbooks sinks to the bottom of the ocean, causing okay. release date delays. Stormy, yep, stormy weather rocked a container ship carrying upcoming cookbooks by some well-known chefs and food writers. Look at that. Can Wait, you imagine? That is... <laughs> Whenever I hear Stormy, I think of Stormy Daniels. Wait, that is the really the that's that's a nightmare. That really is. That would be honestly, my heart just sank. You know, that would be okay. Let's not put that out there, but I really feel for them. But do you know what goes into a cookbook? It's two years of grueling hell to meet a deadline. Yeah. That then has to be reprinted, and this and the launch date is so specific. Like they got screwed over. And that's so not fair. Yeah, I mean, um, it wasn't the ship's fault. So the Madrid Bridge, no. right? A New York-bound cargo ship that was transporting copies of cookbooks rolled in the Atlantic Ocean earlier this month, losing more than 60 containers it was carrying. Uh, some of those containers carrying all these okay. cookbooks. And it all sank to the bottom of the ocean. The outlet reports that 65 containers fell overboard and an additional 89 containers were damaged. Um, yeah, isn't that crazy? so? Now I'm thinking how much, how many people are now sabotaged the book, the book launch date, the publisher, the, the book, the, the authors, and then the ocean itself has, has now crap on the bottom of it, creating even more pollution. Um, it's a mess, it's a mess, it's a mess. And you know what it is, Michael? It's like sometimes these things happen, and then it's like, oh, we really should have looked into that two years ago, there was a faulty. Yeah. Whatever, or we just, it's like always that comes out, and it's like, yeah, you know, um, it's like so Miami, like look into it now. Oh my god, it's so Miami. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> I'm that, in listen, Miami. I just thought it was very on topic because I know you have a cookbook coming out, and with that, I think that's the best way to end food news update. Yeah. <laughs> It is so Miami, she says. I love that. Oh, my God. Really quickly, um, I always love, um, because I know that, and I always say that our stories are important and our stories matter, and we never know who's listening. Talk to me about coming out and that journey for you. What was coming out oh. like? Oh, my God. That was a journey. So, do guys, it's really a good story. Can I tell you? So, I was always, I was never really in to come out. But like, and so I was out to like my cousin who I love and still love her, she's Hector. Um, and like people in school, like I went to high school, I didn't go to a Jewish high school, went into a Jewish grade school. So when I was in Jewish high school, it was like Jack from Will and Grace. Okay, but let's go to the fun part, which is how did I come out to my family? My mother and father and siblings. Um, <laughs> so I'm at my friend's house in the Hamptons. I don't really go to that. Like, this is like 2013. Um, but, and I know that sounds douchey, but like I happened to be there and so we're at my friend's house and he's also douchey, but whatever. So I was at my friend's house and um, 
his mother comes down and my friend who's gay and has a gay brother introduces me like, mom, this is Jack. And she's like, oh, okay, okay. She's very friend, Josh. You look very familiar. And I'm like, okay, yeah, thanks. No, like, I don't know. They used to tell me I looked like Prince. I get Aladdin. It was like annoying. I was like, anyway, mom, you know. So she's like, we're talking. What do you do? And she's actually fabulous. She's wearing like a white caftan, Chanel glasses. Um, you know, really, really just in it. She's like, is that Hampton's, you know, Jewish mother? Um, south of the highway. So she tells me, I'm sorry, I can say this again. You really look familiar. So I'm like, look, hon, like, you eat me. No, I... I have to tell you, I knew a Syrian once, and <laughs> what's your last name? And I said, Hazen. She goes, oh, I knew a Hazen once. I was like, oh, well, we're all kind of related. She's like, no, I, I dated a Hazen. Yeah, that's interesting. And so we're not thinking much into it. She's like, hmm, his name was, oh, he lived in, I was like, well, what was his name? And she goes like, oh, let me remember for a second. You know, it was this seven. We'll say 80s, edit that out. And um, I'm like, well, where? Like, well, I remember where he lived. So it was a big house. Now she's describing a house. And it's on the corner of Avenue I and East, on the left side. I'm like, you know, you remember the architecture, but you don't remember his name, but that house sounds familiar too. She's like, his name was, his name was, his name was Ike Hazen. I scream. What's my father's name? Uh, Ike Hazen. <laughs> long lost ex the one that got away so now we're like oh my god you could have been my mother so now we get into it she's like well does he know and like we, we went into that conversation she's like oh my god he doesn't but i think he does she's like well you need to tell him and i'm like no i'm scared she's like i'll help you get on the phone right now and set up a time to meet so i get on the phone i call them i was like we have to meet my father goes i don't know i think he thought it was like colitis or like you know what am i ca calling him with that I have that you go to Dr. Rylandberg. I'm on the beach. No, I'm like, we have to meet, you know, did you like, so anyway, um, so, so she's like, look, you're going to come out. So, so I made the jigs. You have to make a date and you have to stick to it. And I made the date for Tuesday. That was like a Sunday. And I'm like, Oh my God, in 48 hours. And she's like, look, you're going into that, this, and meanwhile, we've now, we're now, just picture this, guys. We're not, like, standing in the kitchen where we're in the pool. She's in a two-piece on a noodle. I'm in some, like, short swim trunks from H&M. And we're just, we're just floating. And it's just like, look. <laughs> so, like, it was like, she's like, look, you're going in there. You're looking for, um, wait, no. You're not looking for acceptance. You are looking for acknowledgement. And that's all. And I was like, okay. And now I did the same thing with my mother. Um, and then she told me her kids' journeys. And it was, was she really there incredible. with you? She was not there with me when I came out, but we spoke before, we spoke after. She coached me. She gave me a whole. Oh, and, like a little um, fairy it godmother. Was really, I love that. from the universe. Like, what are the odds? Random, random, random. And um, I came out to him, and he's like, you know, they. They acknowledged it. They accepted it. You know, I think that at the time, I wanted them to celebrate it. Um, and maybe they did. But I just had so many, like, 
Uh, like I went in like, I know you're not going to be okay with this energy in me. Or, but then they were like, we know. And I'm like, mom, if you knew. And then I told my mom, she's like, you know, we knew. And I'm like, mom, if you knew, why didn't you like tell me? She's like, we thought you were confused. We tried. And then she goes like this. But the real problem is when you come over, you wipe my pantry from all my Costco things and you take them to the city. And she like changed the subject. So like, why am I stealing her Costco things? And so I fought, fought her on that. And then I'm like, wait, you switched the subject. And like, this is happening in front of our family therapist who I love. Um, so it was a journey, you know, Costco, yeah. my father's ex coming out. Listen, and I mean... Uh, we don't qualify uh, coming out stories here on the podcast, and you never know who's listening, and you never know who you can touch with your story, and who will carry your story <laughs> with them. You know, so I want to thank you for sharing. Um, it's important. Mm -hmm. It's important that we that we tell our stories and that people hear them because not often are we given that space or that platform. Um, but it's in like that, once in you that get respect, that out, you know, and so. yeah, and once anyone who is coming out or like. You know, once you come out, maybe I'm talking as a therapist, but I'm also talking as someone who experienced this. Once you come out, it carries so much less weight and power and heaviness. And like the conversation yeah. in your head changes. There's like all this space. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. it's never as bad as you think it is. Now, for me, I don't know. I hear like, it, like, like from people I speak to, it's like, I thought it would be so much worse. And when it is yeah. bad, they, they come together. So... There's hope there, and there's a lot of space and freedom. So um, if you are gay, it's part of who you are. It doesn't have to be all of you. And when you come out, you'll realize it's many, you have many different parts that make you you. One of them is that you're gay, and it's not like anyone who like, loves you any less. Bye, Felicia. Yes, absolutely. And listen, if you need someone to talk to, you can go and visit Jack and get, and get some baking therapy as he offers through his own <laughs> website, right? I mean, listen, guys, call me as a last resort, but you know. <laughs> All right, kidding. so don't I use Jack kidding. as no, your kidding. therapist. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Call me. Call me. It'll be nice. Call me. Oh you my have, god! You give me forty five minutes. I'll show you the world. Oh my god. <laughs> Perillo Tours. I love a Perillo Tours. <laughs> Isn't that, it wasn't that that commercial? Uh, yes, from 1010 Wins. Yes. Which for... I miss radio, and that's why I love podcasts. I love this podcast to be on it, which like, I'm really excited to be here. Well, we're happy, we, the royal we over here, are happy um, to have you here. I can't thank you enough for giving me of your time today and coming on the podcast, Jack. Jack, tell the... Tell the kids all the things, where they can find you. Give them the handle. Give them the OnlyFans, because I'm sure they want it. Or the alt Twitter, because everyone has one these days. Give, give them all the handles. Okay. So, uh, well, first of all, fuck Twitter. You don't find me on Twitter. You know, I don't tweet. I eat. Um, I just made that up. So, I'm on Instagram. Put it so, on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> So Jack Bakes NYC, I know I couldn't get the Jack Bakes, but um, drop me a DM. I also have like cute, fun recipes, FYI, for anyone like looking to get into baking. I keep it really, really simple and I make them easy. And if you do bake it, please do um, take a picture, tag me, send it to me in my DMs. I will repost you. I'll answer any questions. Um, I'm a good baking coach. 
And you're going to love some of those recipes. And those are all listed on my Instagram, JackCakesNYC. And then if you want some other content, which is like therapy slash, you go to my other Instagram, which is talk to Jack. Um, Yeah. What does it do? You know, it's, it's like, you know, pictures of me. It's a a piece of you, you know? So, and well, you'll see a piece of me. And so now, guys, what piece? Of, what, wait a minute. What piece are we gonna? Are we going? <laughs> oh to Oh my god! Do I, do I need to I go know. to? Uh, no, to, you know, I need to act more like a therapist. You know, my mother sends me these. Yeah, my mother sends me these messages. You know, I can't believe you're a therapist. Who wants to see that therapist in a bathing suit? I was like, well, not me, but. I, you know, I don't put my full name, but you could still find me. I don't know. I got to put it on private. Um, uh, well, mm. I mean, how private are you with 44,500 followers? <laughs> oh, please. Some of them are bought. Oh. How do you think I got a book deal? <laughs> so anyway, guys, the idea is I really do want you to um, just look out for my book launch date. Um, and, uh, and when's and that yes. happening? That's fall 2022. If it doesn't fall on a fucking boat fall on the, the Brooklyn Bridge ship. or wherever you said it in Madrid. I heard Madrid and the Brooklyn Bridge. And I'm like, uh, what? A, a where? bridge over troubled waters? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, sounds, talk- like, sounds like my Valentine's Day plans. Folks, Talk to Jack has all the shirtless content and the short shorts you would ever need no in way. your life. Just so Whatever. you know, and your children know, Marjorie. Big thanks, <laughs> big thanks to Jack Hazen again for coming on the pod and kicking with me today. Uh, what a joy it's been to talk to you and get to know you a little bit better, and just to like spread a little joy today. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So thank you much, in your mouth, listeners. Once again, surviving Valentine's Day is a bitch and a bear sometimes for no good reason myself included so like i said self-love is the best kind of love if you're alone out there you know what take yourself out to a fancy dinner and then get some toys and you know pleasure yourself down is what i say well and michael i'm gonna be doing a valentine's day baking video to do i'm gonna do a valentine's day dessert um, where that you can eat alone or share or whatever that. you want. And you know what and the so best thing about it, thing. Valentine's Day is alone, Jack? What? That you don't have to clean out. So oh. <laughs> it's honey, it's called all brand. Get into it. Oh, no, uh, all the fiber pills all day long. Um, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, like, yeah, because I'm alone on Valentine's Day. I'm not going to have a guy over. Like, duh, that's like when you have a... Let's emotionally regulate together. We're both being scorned by this Hallmark holiday. Oh, my God, indeed. Folks, any of us listeners, I have nothing left to say. Only that I thank you, as always, for... Oh, shit. No. In your mouth, listeners, the last thing I have to say actually is um, the merch is still out there. People are buying it these days. I'm popular, I guess. I don't know. Go to uh, themunoz.com. Mouth merch is all there. I got to revamp it. I've been a little lackadaisical about it, but I'm on it. I promise. And thank you for your support. 
thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. It means a lot to me as a self-produced podcaster. And we're still celebrating four years of In Your Mouth. And so I can't thank you enough for your support. And as always, thank you for listening to In Your Mouth.